the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. You ever get paid for messing up? You make a mistake and someone goes, I see that you made a mistake there. Let me throw some cash at you. Wouldn't that be, you ever do that? (laughs) Usually happen here at the station. (laughs) Mike, ever happen to you? You mess up and someone says, let me make things better for you. I see you made a mistake there. Let me just cut you a check for $5 million. I think it happens every day from four to six. Oh, uh, hey, see, hey, I hey, knew hey, hey, hey. someone. See, I'm opening the door here for a civil conversation. I'll tell you one thing I can be honest about is it's less than five mil. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Elon Musk, who I, I think I think is a really weird, interesting guy. Uh, we've got a friend who is a uh, professor at Carnegie Mellon. When the subject of Elon Musk comes up, he says he's an idiot and a genius. There you go. And so this latest sort of story about Elon Musk, I think, proves that point, that he is the two things. Kath? So SpaceX CEO Elon Musk, and I'm reading here from uh, Politico. His infamous pot smoking incident last year. Now, if you're not familiar with it, maybe we should sketch it out for you. Now, this, these two things happened, uh, in my memory, within about a seven-day period. Right. So I was sitting at home on a Saturday. It was a weekend night. I think it was either Saturday night or Sunday night. I was on Twitter, and, El- and I follow Elon Musk, and he tweeted out a, a statement saying that he was taking SpaceX private that he had enough funding that he was going to do that and i thought to myself i sure hope he's prepared for what that means because you know there are many shareholders in spacex who wouldn't maybe would be dismayed to know that they were going to be bought out by a private company well my first thought was he's sitting on a boatload of cash so within three hours no within an hour and a half it became a gigantic problem a gigantic issue and it ended up over the next what couple months and he got censured by the sec for it right right? because you can't in in addition to the fact that people in spacex and his shareholders were losing their minds like you can't just tweet something like that in a haphazard fashion when you're influencing the lives and fortunes of tens of thousands of people people's retirement money exactly that sort of thing okay so then it was maybe seven days later he's on the joe rogan show right so joe rogan is this um he's an actor entertainer podcaster i think most notably known for that uh more recently where he's got millions of people who log on to the joe rogan show and it's an it's an interesting show. I like it. Never seen it. It's pretty. It's, you know, it's long form. Sometimes the guests are on there for forty five minutes, an hour, sometimes even longer. So Elon Musk sat down for a longer conversation with um, Joe Rogan, and during the conversation, Joe Rogan, I, which I've never seen before, uh, him do this, he lit up a, a joint, and he's sitting there, 
smoking marijuana in front of Elon Musk. And then he essentially says to Elon Musk, you want to hit? Elon Musk goes, dig it, pass it this way. And all of a sudden, there's Elon Musk, who's the head of this multi-billion dollar corporation that is promising to send people to Mars and beyond, is sitting there having a conversation, apparently, high out of his mind. Back to the Politico article of today. Um, This pot smoking incident on the Joe Rogan show prompted NASA to order a mandatory review of the workplace culture at SpaceX because SpaceX is contracts with the federal government. Right. So NASA was bound to do that. But taxpayers, not the company, are bearing the cost, according to contracting records that were reviewed by Politico. So listen to this. NASA agreed to pay SpaceX $5 million to cover the cost of this review, which includes, this which is laughable, educating its employees and ensuring they're following strict guidelines for federal contractors barring illegal drug use. Right. So there, you know, the, the, the worry is there's the president, the CEO of your company. Hey, if, if, if my guy's doing it, Elon Musk doing it, no big deal. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll hit it, you know, after work hours and I might come in with a residual buzz, but it's all cool because my guy's doing it. Elon Musk is doing it. But NASA said, you know what? I don't think we need to have people who are using illicit drugs operating space equipment. Right. Right. There's the problem. But they paid for it. Five million dollars. Right. And we're Your tax the, dollars right, at work. We're the ones that pay for NASA. Right. So to think that we are not. Look, I mean, the president is faulted regularly, daily, for his abuse of social media, specifically Twitter. Or his flippant attitude toward it. Right. It's abusive. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was trying to be nice. Yeah. Now, what the president the president will often say, well, it doesn't really affect you. It's, I'm, I'm doing this. This is my sole means of communication. Well, it does affect us. We do pay a price for this. So whether you are a corporate CEO, the president of the United States, or even here, I mean, in our small world of Christian radio in Pittsburgh, if you and I tweeted something that would be untoward, um, illogical, oh, we'd hear unkind. About it. We'd hear about it in minutes. Right. There'd be a, a blowback. All the more reason to curb your tongue just and be, your fingertips. Just be careful. Right. I mean, for me, I say this for me. Right. You brought up these two mega figures in uh, uh, worldwide political economic life. Donald Trump and Elon Musk, both of them have paid a pretty price in the public sphere for having used words flippantly, which, as I said, is the nicest way to do it. But what really stinks about it is that all the just like every other decision that they make, the people that end up paying is the everyday person like us. Right. So where is wisdom? I don't know. But our tax dollars, I really feel like they should go to something other than telling the SpaceX employees that they shouldn't act like their boss. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan. I I am a fan of Elon Musk. You can't be a fan of Elon Musk. Oh, I am. How can you be a fan of Elon Musk? Because he's an idiot genius. How can you not be Be a fan of that? Because I don't trust his genius nature because of his idiot part. 
the things he's done and it continues to do. It is fascinating. It's fascinating. You can't fault it. But, but between the Twitter thing and the and the weed smoking online, come on. I'm a fan. I just think he's fascinating. I really right. do. Okay, so what does he think when he's smoking weed on Joe Rogan's show about his, I don't know how many thousand employees know. who are designing equipment that's either going to provide life or death for someone who's shooting out of our atmosphere? Hopefully he's thinking, do as I say, not as yeah, I do. Yeah, no kidding. Well, he should have thought about that before he did it. Yeah. Well, now we're paying the price. I mean, it's legal, right? It's yeah. totally legal. Okay. Get out of here. So there they are, right? Get That's Joe here. Rogan and Elon Musk. Okay, so that's that what was he Elon says. Musk saying, yeah, it's totally legal, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, it's legal okay, in some states. Okay, so there's a whole other problem. Right. Is right. what are we doing making marijuana legal? Okay, it's coming you to can, Pennsylvania. You can you know send that. me all your emails about it. I'd be happy to receive the them. medical marijuana Listen, thing. Listen, I... No, no, regular okay, so marijuana. CBD is okay. If it's separated from the THC, it's something totally different. But if you're talking legalized recreational use of marijuana, that is absolutely crazy right. for society and if we don't want elon musk smoking it you want your bus driver smoking it funny you, bring you want up your a, uber driver smoking no it? of course not funny you bring up cbd because there's a front page article in today's new york times about cbd saying is it real or is it a scam well that's what nobody and knows they're go- well right? they're going into it and they're, they're doing these controlled studies and for the most part they're saying uh it's pretty much a placebo yeah that's what the conclusive or it, so. What? So say, you're paying forty nine ninety nine for I'm a not, one ounce bottle of a placebo? Right. Well, maybe you know. It, I guess this is not the first time we've gone around with snake oil, right? No. The traveling right. salesman around the country who's selling you know bottled hooch of whatever that might be that will cure your ails. It happened way back, you know, hundreds of years ago. It continues continues to this day, and. Of course, it's in Pennsylvania already, but the legalization of recreational marijuana clearly is headed Total to the state of Pennsylvania. complete mistake. Yeah. Let's take a break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the courage to see daily inspiration from great literature. This is wonderful. Greg Garrett's going to join us talking about wisdom and the lack thereof. Can you get it from literature? Oh, yeah. 101.5 WORD. On the next Focus on the Family, Kevin Thompson identifies eight commitments you need to make in order to find happiness in your marriage. Things like humbling yourself, seeing your marriage as bigger than you, and enduring whatever may come. You'll be encouraged to pursue a relationship that lasts. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. 
Today's world craves leaders, leaders with vision, moral character, and independent thinking. Leaders aren't born, they're made. And since 1986, Rama Christian School in Moon has laid the foundation that makes leaders. Through academic and extracurricular activities designed to be as instructional as they are competitive, through mission and service opportunities, arts and athletics, an independent school where pre-K through 8th grade students are formed to become the independent leaders of tomorrow. Schedule a tour at RamaChristianSchool.org. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Lemu, I love how we're always looking out for each other. Kind of like how Liberty Mutual looks out for you by customizing your home insurance. So you only pay for what you need. Lemu, why didn't you tell me about the uncovered manhole? I was literally just telling you. Lemu, I had no idea you could swim. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Christian is familiar with the idea of a devotion or a devotional. Mm-hmm. A daily devotion. Yeah. And I don't know, is it wrong to say that? I mean, maybe not everybody is familiar with that. Maybe I shouldn't assume that. But there are a lot of books that are sold that help a Christian to, on a daily basis, focus on Scripture. Right. Uh, like, my utmost for his highest. Right. Which right. is a classic one that's been around for, right. I don't know, 100 plus years. Uh, Tolstoy's uh, Calendar of Wisdom. Which I have never heard of. Same sort of thing. A, a thought of the day, a prayer, maybe some, you know, some literature, some wisdom, right? So it takes you five or ten minutes to ingest this. Mm-hmm. It, pauses, it makes you to pause and think and hopefully pray. There's a new one out. By our friend Greg Garrett. Uh, he's joined by Sabrina Fountain on this project called The Courage to See. And what I love about it is it, this is actually a project I wish I would have done. You yourself. Yes. I'm, I'm a little jealous of Greg, which I'm going to tell him in a minute when he comes on the air. Because I love how the two of them have paired for each day a reading from a great work of literature a reading on the same subject, on the same idea from the scriptures, and then a prayer at the end. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Man, I really love it. Do you want me to read one? Yeah, please do. You want it? You want yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. So I just I picked one that I particularly liked. So this is just one day this, during this the year. This is one day, right? You wake up at 6.30 and you go, okay, I'm going to sit and have a cup of coffee. I'm going to you know, sit with the Lord for a little bit. This is going to start me off. This is a quote from Crime and Punishment by Dostoevsky. And this is the turning point in the whole book. Under his pillow lay the Gospels. He took the book out mechanically. It belonged to her. It was the same one from which she had read to him about the raising of Lazarus. At the beginning of his hard labor, he had thought that she would hound him with religion, would forever be talking about the Gospels and forcing books on him. 
But to his great amazement, she never once even spoke of it, never once even offered him the Gospels. But here, here begins a new account, the account of a man's gradual renewal, the account of his gradual regeneration, his gradual transition from one world to another, his acquaintance with a new, hitherto completely unknown reality. And then after that, a quote from First Peter, But in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and reverence. And then a prayer at the bottom. Christ our Lord, give us the wisdom to discern the needs of those around us, to be attentive to the hungers of their hearts, so our words, actions, and even our silences may greet them with your love. One day, from a book called The Courage to See, Daily Inspiration from Great Literature, Greg Garrett and Sabrina Fountain. Greg is um, he's a professor of English at Baylor University, theologian in residence at the American Cathedral in Paris. He has penned more than 20 books and here today to talk to us about The Courage to See. Hey, Greg, welcome back to the show. Hey, you guys. How are you doing? Real good, real good. Good, but I said that I'm jealous that you did this book because I wish I would have done it. It is so well done. Oh, Kathy, thank you so much. And, you know, the funny thing about this is I had never thought about this idea um, because, I mean, you know from our years of talking uh, that literature and culture have been very much at the heart of my own faith and my own faith journey. Um, But it was the good folks at Westminster, John Knox, who came to me and said, what would you think about doing a devotional book, you know, pairing literature and great scripture and, and a prayer for the day? And I just, you know, like you, I was like, yes, this is brilliant. Why didn't I think of that? Well, how fortunate for you that you had the right publisher who had such a great idea and trusted you enough to pull it off. Uh, yeah, this was an amazing project and uh, so much fun to work on with my friend and former student, Sabrina, um, who's a, a, a writer and uh, thoughtful uh, liturgist. And um, so we, we had this really wonderful process where we worked together and she picked literature that she loved and I picked literature that I loved. And we got to work together on this um, and, and put together something that seems to be really valuable for people. So, Greg, I mean, it's vast, right? When you think about the the annals of literature in the world, you're digging into this. I mean, it's, did you reinvent the wheel or did you go back to some of the classics and pull from those and see, oh, the old people, old masters have done it this way. We can, you know, put a tweak on this and make things a little bit different, maybe make things a little more clear. And, you know, John, it's a little bit of both. Uh, and, and the great thing about partnering with Sabrina is, you know, I have my own old favorites, you know, which are works that I've taught or come back to and read over and over again. Um, and so she was drawn uh, to Christian essayists like Wendell Berry, and um, I'm drawn to fiction writers and to essayists like uh, Anne Lamott, uh, who, you know, is one of my favorites. And, and so we were kind of able to put together this incredible selection. I mean, it's, it is literally hundreds of different writers from the last five or six hundred years. Um, but it, it's constantly surprising, and it's it's not, I think, too much slanted in one direction or another, because uh, the two of us each had very different kind of angles of vision uh, about the different ways that we felt God moving and the things that we love to read. So the things that you love to read are what? It's your, um, it's your free time? It's your work time? I mean, this kind of stuff that you're ingesting, this type of literature, how... How do you fit this into your life? Oh, that is, I mean, that's a great question. 
you know, because I'm a writer and a teacher, a lot of my reading is oriented uh, around the stuff that I'm writing for different projects. And so like in a given semester, I might be teaching American Lit. And so I'd be reading Martin Luther King and I'd be reading Mark Twain and, and I'd be reading, um, you know, wh- whatever, you know, connected to that. And then for the last couple of years, I've been uh, doing a lot of work around race and reconciliation. And uh, so I've been reading, uh, you know, great American writers on, on racism. But for me, there's also got to be a point during my day where I, I step outside my work life. And as much as I love my work, there's, there's got to be a time for reflection. And, you know, I'm Episcopalian, so a big part of our tradition is that at different times of the day, we, we step back from whatever it is we're doing, and we mark out time specifically for prayer. And so reading the Bible and reading literature has been a huge part of my own spiritual practice. And uh, so I always try and make time in my day, at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day especially, uh, to make sure that there is a time where I can step back from any other things that I'm doing and, and to make sure it's not just about the work that I'm doing, because as powerful as that is and as much as I love it, I, I think there have to be other ways that God's moving in my life as well. The Courage to See, Daily Inspiration from Great Literature. Greg Garrett's with us. So, Greg, here's a, here's a, another capsulization of what you and uh, Sabrina have done. Day 341 from the Joy Luck Club. Then you must teach my daughter this same lesson, how to lose your innocence but not your hope, how to laugh forever. Mm-hmm. That's from the Joy Luck Club. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Matthew eighteen one three. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child whom he put among them and said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 8, 1 through 3. And then the prayer, as with the innocence of children, Lord Christ, you called us to you. Teach us anew how you would have us approach your throne. Day 341. Now that's sweet. It is sweet. Now, but let me ask you, Greg, because I'm sure people are going to look at this and say, well, you're equating the work of men with the Word of God. How do you respond? Well, actually, I have a couple of responses to that, because all the way back to the beginning Church Fathers, there was this very real sense that human beings, as creations of God, were also creators on a a lesser scale, made in the image of God. And so Augustine talks to us about how whatever is true and beautiful is of the Lord. And in the Confessions, he talks about how uh, some of the secular writers that he was reading uh, were writing things that led him in the direction of God, even though he didn't realize it at the time, and even though those pagan writers may not have known it. And, and for me, I particularly think about the Oxford Christians, about people like Dorothy Sayers and Tolkien, uh, who John was referencing earlier, who, who think about human artists and writers as sub-creators as people who are involved in that ongoing work of creation, of, um, of continuing uh, to point back toward the truth and beauty that is God. Mm-hmm. And, and so the really interesting thing here, and, and you know, this has been my own experience, because for many years I was outside of a, a formal religious tradition, and yet I felt through writing and through music and through film, and we've talked about you 2 and, and, and all sorts of things over the years, that, that there were all these sorts of things in human art and culture which were leading me back toward God. And that, I think, is kind of the concept behind this book, this idea that, that pairing these human sub-creations and the work of Scripture and, and the invitation to prayer uh, to see how they might be uh, part of our own practice 
is, is, is kind of central to this. You know um, what? I, this, go ahead, Greg. No, just I mean, just this this idea that God can surprise us um, through the works of these human creators and and give us a different story or a different image uh, than the ones that are so familiar to us. I got excited. I'm sorry, I, I interrupted you, but you know, I, <laughs> no, I, no, no. I'm passionate about this subject because the reason God can surprise us is that God is the God is a person. God is not a collection of our theologies or our denominational perspectives. And so, if God yeah. chooses to reveal Himself through something, then He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And you know, all of us have had these experiences of God revealing. God's self through uh, through nature or through the words of another human being or through a, a billboard or a song on the radio. Um, you know, Anne Lamott talks about God as, as Sam I Am from Green Eggs and Ham, you know, continually showing up and, and pushing us in the direction that we're supposed to be called. And, and that can happen in lots of ways, and we know that. It's not just from the pulpit, and, and it's not just from communion on Sunday— uh, it's all these other different ways that God speaks and is speaking and, and goes on speaking to us. Well, it's a beautiful work, and uh, I think Kath uh, and I are fans here. Greg, you know that. We look forward to this following year and going through daily the courage to see daily inspiration from great literature. Hey, um, listen, before you leave us, Greg, you know, as we're talking to you and I'm looking at your bio, this um, – this comment or this line in your bio about you being um, in residence at the American Cathedral in Paris, where you're a theologian in residence, can you talk to us about that? I mean, when, when of course, we're thinking about Paris right now and we're thinking about cathedrals. We're thinking about Notre yeah. Dame and the fire. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you were in Paris? Uh, I was in Paris a couple of months ago. Um, I'm in residence every summer, and the American Cathedral is the Episcopal Cathedral, the uh, American Episcopal Church has uh, a number of churches in Europe, and so this is uh, where the bishop of, of the American churches in Europe has his seat. Uh, but it is uh, a mile or so down the river from Notre Dame, and uh, that was that was my first thing that I did when I got into the city was to to come down and take a look. And you know, it was it was heartbreaking and inspiring both. Um, this place, you know, that uh, has been the the center of faith for hundreds and hundreds of years, and even though France is a, a primarily secular culture, to think about all of those people uh, in the Straits of Paris watching the cathedral burn and singing Ave Maria, um, and just it just brings chills to me every time I think about it because you know God moves in in such amazing ways. You know, Spirit moves in mysterious ways, as we're told, and uh, in in that destruction there is still that uh, that promise of new life. Hmm. Well, Greg, we always appreciate your presence on the show, but we appreciate your friendship more, so thanks. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Great to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. That's Greg Garrett, professor of English at Baylor University, theologian in residence at the American Cathedral in Paris, for which we're jealous. The new book, The Courage to See, Daily Inspiration from Great Literature. So there's this guy named Jordan, and he's a healthy guy. He's a dad of six, and he works as a guide in Alaska. But then he goes to the doctor, and he's diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And here's the thing. He had switched from medical insurance to MediShare, which is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. So the question for Jordan and his wife, Jenny, was, 
is this really going to work? Our medical bills exceeded $160,000. MediShare members shared all our bills. And it was about more than just the money, too. This is a real community. MediShare is, is a family, a group of people that stick with you through the hardest times of your life. I just don't know how I could have done it without MediShare. It's so worth looking into. There's a reason this is growing so fast. If you want to find out more, here's a number for you. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. At Accurate Solutions Group, we're known to consort with pirates, penguins, and even panthers, and of course the Steelers. Maybe fans of Pittsburgh's most beloved sports teams turn to us because they know we're Yinzers too. So whether you're a pirate fan, penguin, panther, or Steelers, or all of the above, give us a call. I'm Kurt Kenotic. Ethan and I will help you get to where you need to be. Retirement is what we do, independent is what we are, and fiduciary is how we practice. Retire with confidence, clarity, and independence. A retirement blueprint from Accurate Solutions Group. It's customized and personalized to your unique situation. Call 412-515-3555. It's never too late and it's never too early. 412-515-3555. Or visit asgretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. If you don't dispose of the unused prescription drugs in your home, they could end up lost, stolen, or misused. DEA Take Back Day is Saturday, October 26th. To find a collection site near you, visit DEATakeBack.com. I love the joy that children bring to the office. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I like creating those good, positive first experiences. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. You have my word on it. This is Brad Marshall, General Manager of Word FM. If you're a senior or associate pastor, we have a seat for you and your spouse at our annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. Join us October 22nd at the Hilton Garden Inn at South Point and enjoy great food, warm fellowship, and a fantastic message from Unlimited Grace founder Brian Chappell. There's no charge. It's just our way of saying thank you for all you do. Reserve your complimentary tickets now at wordfm.com. Mostly cloudy tonight, windy and chilly with a passing shower. The low tonight, 41. We'll stay cloudy and windy for tomorrow. Quite cool with a shower at a few spots. High tomorrow, 51. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, but not as windy. Lows around 40, then a nicer looking day for Friday with sunshine and patchy clouds. High 56 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Put another candle on my birthday cake. We're gonna bake a birthday cake. Put another candle on my birthday cake. I'm another year old today. So if you're a, um, a regular Facebook user, you may have noticed that the uh, ever more aggressive uh, Facebook post encouraging you to celebrate the birthdays of those in your social graph. It reminds you of your friend's birthdays via notification. Wish them the best. And allows them both uh, those with a birthday and their friends to exchange those sentiments back and forth as your birthday is upon us. Now, for years, I used to think this is the best of Facebook. This is sort of like a personal little celebration. I, s- I still think that. You do. You think it's the best of Facebook. What? 
why why would that be a bad thing? Well, so I'm reading an article today, and this makes a lot of sense to me as I go through this article, uh, how Facebook devalued the birthday. Oh, come on. And here's the deal. Um, if you're a certain age, right, if you're a certain age, you remember when your that birthday. Term, certain. If you're a certain age, you remember when your birthday was sort of privately held, right? It was your birthday. You knew about it. Your mom, your dad knew about it, maybe your siblings. A few of those close people that you love knew it was your birthday. Now, as you went about your day at work, yeah. whatever you did, yeah. you might say to someone, hey, today's my birthday. And they go, hey, happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were able to share that intimately with someone. Yeah. Well, now, because when you sign up for Facebook, you do, now you do have the option, to be fair, not to post your, your birthday on Facebook. But most people post it, and it's become this giant hurrah where all it's day a long, good thing. all day long, people are like going, happy birthday, happy birthday. We're That's ta- no, nice. Now, listen, we're talking about it today, and it's Mike's annoying. going, Mike, what do you, Mike's, your response it's is what? It's so annoying. It, it, it's annoying. Because I'm not posting that, hey, it's my birthday today. I, you know, I'm another year to put another candle on my birthday cake, yada, yada. But I just feel like there's a pressure of responding to whoever many people, however right. many people say, hey, happy birthday right. on your Facebook post. I, it, it's yeah. annoying to me. What I agree. wrong with you two? <laughs> it's just one more thing now that, you know, the intrusion of social media in people your life. People are trying to be nice. That's fine. That's re- And I, I like the exchange. That's very pleasant. But there's something about holding something that's dear to you, dear to you, right? that you're close, and then you can choose to share it. Hey, yeah. uh, here, when I was a kid growing up, I got seven brothers and sisters. Every one of my brothers and sisters, they'll say, I know that guy's birthday. They know Johnny's birthday. Because as a kid, I'd go around, May 4th is my birthday, May 4th is my birthday. Hey, you know, May 4th is my birthday. It's coming up my birthday. <laughs> Everybody knew that. And so when you know May 4th came along, all my brothers and sisters, to this day, now it's kind of like me doing that on Facebook. Hey, my birthday's today. Hey, my birthday's today. But you're not. Hey, my birthday's today. Well, no, yeah, you but, are. You but are. Everyone on Facebook knows you're not doing it because Facebook does it for everybody. It's too much. I. It is. It's too l- much. Listen, okay, so you two and Glenn Fleischman, who wrote this piece on whatever this is on FastCompany.com, yeah. are sad. No, we're not sad. We're just saying. Okay, here, here's the deal. Next birthday. Yeah. Do an experiment. Okay. Don't. Post your birthday on Facebook and see how that changes the day and how you feel about things. I, you might love it. I, you might go, why oh, that I, was so good. It's nice on your birthday to get a bunch of messages from people who would not normally acknowledge your birthday. And from people you barely know. Let me say, as someone who's particularly horrible at sending notes or cards or anything like that, it's a really good like nudge for me to get on somebody's page and say, "Hey, happy birthday! I really value you." Or "Happy birthday," I, which I would I would never send a card. Yeah, it just seems cheap. It is cheap. That's it's, all I'm saying. It's so cheap. It's yeah. hold your birthday dear. Don't disclose your birthday on Facebook and just make it your own send special Send a real day. card. Yeah. You two are dour. No, we're not dour. We're just being wise here. You I don't need to share everything with the whole world. Killers. Hot Both dogs next. 101.5 WORD. The prophet Daniel faced many tests throughout his life. As a young man in the intense flames of a furnace, and as an old man in a hole with a bunch of hungry lions. 
Hop aboard the Bible bus as we learn more about Daniel's amazing faith and God's amazing grace this week on Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. I've got great news. Mortgage interest rates have dropped. So if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock that low rate, even before you find the home of your dreams. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has a great sale going on right now. Get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Years ago, I worked downtown in downtown Pittsburgh. And um, I'd walk by Trinity Cathedral. You know, it's uh, centrally located in the middle of town. And uh, somehow this sign outside the church one day got my attention. Uh, there was a, a, a business, a little restaurant called Hot Dogma. And who doesn't it's love a, a hot dog? Name. I love a hot dog, right? So you see a sign, a place in a church selling hot dogs. I stop by. And it was fabulous. Now, since that time, there's been name changes. There's been moving of the real estate and whatnot. But to this day, that same group of people who've put together Hot Dogma, which is now Franctuary in Lawrenceville and at the airport, they are on the road and selling hot dogs, um, I'm sure, by the thousands every year. Here to talk to us about this is uh, Tim Tobish, and uh, he himself is uh, Mr. Franctuary along with his partner. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so how did you go from Hot Dogma to Franctuary? 
So yeah, a long time ago in our early days, um, a place in Miami, Florida, got wind of our name. It was in the first 10 months of opening. Uh, they're called the Dogma Grill. They have one location out there, and they sent us a cease and desist letter. And we didn't really know how to handle it. Fortunately, we had a, a law firm neighbor downtown uh, who gave us some advice. They said, listen, if you settle out of court, we'll represent you pro bono, because we couldn't afford a lawyer. Sure. I probably still can't afford a lawyer for that <laughs> sort of thing, to be honest. Um, so we settled out of court, changed the name to Frank Shuri. It actually brought us a lot of publicity. The rest is kind of history, and we've been Frank Shuri since March of 2007. But they weren't hot dogma. They were just dogma in the title. They were the dogma grill. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we had money to fight, maybe we would have won, but I see. Who, That's who okay. I like Frank Shuri, too. Right. Me, too. All right. Go back to the very beginning. Um, you two are Grove City students? Correct. Megan, my business partner, is not here today. And What's I, her name? Megan Lindsay. Uh, we graduated from Grove City in 2003. Uh, she was a music education major. I was a business communication major. And uh, kind of the career paths we saw for ourselves didn't end up working yeah. out. Uh, I wanted to work in marketing and pro hockey. I'm originally from the New York area. I'm a big Rangers fan. I don't know if I can say that in <laughs> no, Pittsburgh on the air. No, you can't, but keep going. But nonetheless, I am. And uh, you know, I, I always thought that I could help with that sport specifically in the marketing of the game because yeah. they don't always do a great job. Outside. It's very That's popular sure. in Pittsburgh, but outside of Pittsburgh, you know, it's not the number one sport. Uh, she realized her final semester that she didn't want to spend her life in school, even though she liked teaching people. She had student teaching. Uh, I had talked about owning a restaurant since age six with my parents. My original concept was called Meatballs Mania and More. Uh, Maybe someday we'll see that come to fruition. Nice. Uh, And uh, we were good friends, and we had worked on some projects and classes together in extracurriculars. We had some chemistry, and we figured, why not start a restaurant? She was a Navy kid. She had lived all over the country. I'm from as I mentioned, the New York area uh, where hot dogs are taken really seriously. So we came up with this kind of fusion gourmet hot dog international toppings on top. And uh, we've been doing it for 15 years this month now. 15 years. That Congratulations. That is terrific. Thank that you so really much. Is. In the restaurant business, that's a big milestone. It's been quite a run. A lot of up and down. It's very volatile. And that's why we're excited to uh, be in the airport and hopefully have a, a successful new chapter. Nice. Okay. So the newest chapter is the airport. You have a beautiful place on Butler Street in Lawrenceville. Yeah, thanks so much. So that's been there since uh, 2013. Uh, it's our home base, if you will, now. We're not downtown anymore. And uh, we have a full menu as well as a bar there if you uh, enjoy craft beer. It's a great spot to stop by. Mm-hmm. And um, the airport, we have some partners that we're uh, working with, and that's been open for about five weeks. We're in Concourse B. So it's just a two-minute walk from the center core where everybody wants to go for food. But it, I promise if you go out of your way, take that two-minute walk down Concourse B. If you're not flying in that concourse, it'll be worth it. We'd love to see you there, and uh, we're really excited about what might come from it. Very nice. Okay, so for a lot of people, Tim... Uh, this idea of a restaurant. I'm sure over drinks late at night, that conversation is held by you know people all over the country, right? Let's open up a restaurant. It sounds like fun. You know, I can do some good food, yada yada. That goes on, but it's f- a few people, a tiny percentage, who leap forward mm-hmm. and actually bring it to fruition. So talk about those early days, and you know that conversation with you and Megan, and then the partnership with Trinity. Sure. So I don't know if it's what I'll be doing forever, but I mentioned I talked about it at a very young age. And whenever I get frustrated or if it seems like it's too much, I start to think about what else I might do. And I'm never sure. So I I think that's how it kind of happened. And uh, Megan and I, we have a very good relationship. One of the things I'm proud of, we're still friends. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, she and I are both married now and uh, she has two kids. And uh, a lot has changed. There's been a lot of stress. And the fact that I consider her my friend, I think, is... It's pretty great to be able to say 15 years later, but uh, 
kind of when one of us is ready to tap out, the other has always been able to push the other person. And cool. starting out, I think we were just very naive. Uh, and we we're like, yeah, let's, let's open a restaurant. It'll be fun. You know, a lot of people much older than me think it'll be very glamorous and they end up spending their life savings uh, <laughs> trying to have a successful restaurant. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot of work. It's a grind. We were able to start on a pretty lean budget because of Trinity Cathedral. Um, so I had some friends through the Grove City Connection who were in seminary at, um, I think it's called Trinity Episcopal School for Mem- sure, Ministry yeah, yeah. in Ambridge. Right. So they were connected to uh, the church downtown there, and uh, the, this bookstore had closed there, and they had an open space. And they put me in front of uh, the Episcopal decision makers and uh, – we talked to them for a while, and I think they were like, yeah, let's, let's take a chance on these kids. What do we have to lose? Uh, so that helped out. Our initial rent was just $500 a month, and nice. that, uh, that space was never designed to be a restaurant. Yeah, we so what's that it. like to retrofit a bookstore oh, into man. a hot dog uh, grill? The stories I could tell you, yeah, we had an extension cords coming down from the ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh, the water heater wasn't our own, and I remember it broke one day, and I had no power to fix it. It was the cathedral's water heater, and you know, worry about the health department coming, so sure. I ended up buying like a portable water heater to run through my hand washing sink and uh, get the water up to temperature uh it was pretty crazy there and um we're always grateful to them for the start it gave us but realistically there were limited hours too there's only so much you can do for a space that's not designed to be a restaurant but it kept costs down uh and without that i don't think we would have gotten started we certainly looked i remember looking at some spaces on the south side and other neighborhoods but no no legitimate commercial landlord wanted to give two kids with no experience and very little money a chance. So we'll always owe that to Trinity very Cathedral. Nice. I'm very grateful. Okay, so you brought up ours. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, owning a restaurant, running a restaurant, and especially now with multiple sites with the new airport location, this is not a 9-to-5 gig. No, I mean, I mean you just reached out to me yesterday. Sometimes my schedule changes on short notice, but I'm, I'm kind of everywhere. I'm on the truck a lot. Sometimes I'm working very late. Sometimes I have to wake up very morning, early in the morning. I actually have a side project on a YouTube where I'm eating a hot dog in every state. It's called 50 Francs, 50 States. It's a lot of fun. My wife is a flight attendant, and uh, it's giving me the chance to travel, but I, I think I woke up at 4.30 a.m. on Saturday to get to Vermont to... Uh, meet an old friend who actually owns a gelato business there uh, and have some hot dogs in New England. Uh, I'm hopeful I can build the subscriber base and uh, have an extra stream of revenue then because, as I mentioned, restaurants are very volatile and as such, my income is very volatile from the restaurant. I and see. Uh, you get spread thin. You think about doing other jobs to make ends meet, but then you're spending too much attention away from the restaurant. So. Right. I don't have kids, but I, I kind of imagine it's kind of like having a kid. Sometimes I'll get a text at like 3.30 in the morning from an employee saying, oh, can you open up a space tomorrow morning? I don't have a key. Oh, my God. Uh, other times, uh, you know, you might have a problem with uh, your light fixtures or your hood, and uh, you do get time off, but you, you're always on call. I see. So uh, after all these years, 15-plus years of hot dogs, um, are you sick of them? No, I actually love hot dogs. Uh, Good to hear. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't. I should be sick of them, maybe. But uh, I mean, I eat a lot of high quality hot dogs. Too. Yeah, that's a difference, and isn't it? It does make a difference. And you know, the hot dog we're serving uh, is a lot better than what you might find at a convenience store on a roller grill. Sure, and sure. I think if you give it a try, you'll appreciate that difference. So I don't eat. 
very many bad hot dogs. I think there are a lot of out, them out there. But yeah. if you have a good hot dog, I mean, what's better than a good hot dog? Yeah, it's, I agree. Okay, so American food. When you go to Franctuary, uh, give us uh, some menu options. What's a, a favorite a favorite hot dog of people walking in the door? Sure. So our all time bestseller is the New Yorker, true to my roots. I'll go through the four if we have yeah, time that are at the airport. Actually, yeah, that's a limited menu. So the New Yorker is sauerkraut, Vidalia onion sauce, and brown mustard. It's the classic push cart combination. Oh, sure. My dad's originally from the Bronx, and he worked for IBM, so I spent a lot of time in the city when I was a kid. Uh, and those are the hot dogs I remember. And my true inspiration mm-hmm. in my hometown, there was a cart too. Right, uh, the guy in the corner with the, exactly. the hot dogs in the hot water. In the hot water, right? yeah, yeah. And you get the hot, and those are just the condiments that are available. Yeah. And uh, you go to Yankee Stadium, they ask if you want onions, they give you the red onion sauce. It's not raw onions, so that's our all-time bestseller. We have what we call the Pittsburgh style, which is our own creation because we're in Pittsburgh. Of course, we're a, a true Pittsburgh original business. Uh, I'm proud to say there are a lot of rest- Restaurants coming in to compete with us that are from outside groups in Ohio or New York City, uh, and we're a, we're a tried and true Pittsburgh concept. Uh, so the Pittsburgh has a pierogi on it, and it also has vinegar-based coleslaw that you might find on a sandwich. Oh, that's man. pretty well that known here really at Franny Brothers. That's a popular one. Um, going international, we have the Reykjavik, which is patterned after what is served in Iceland, which is probably the most well-known international hot dog. Really? Um, yeah, a lot of tourists will go to this hot dog shack in Iceland. Um, it's got a big following, so it's got a remoulade, ketchup, mustard, and fried shallots or onions on top. Quite delicious. That's also available at the airport. And then last but not least, the classic chili cheese dog that we call the yeah. Texan comes with jalapenos. Those are our mainstays. We usually, in the Lawrenceville restaurant, have like four or five other options, including a Chicago style. We call it the imposter because it's not quite authentic, uh, but it is delicious. We don't have neon green colored relish for those sticklers. Uh, our mm-hmm. buns aren't poppy seed, but we do mix poppy seeds into the condiments on it, so the flavor is there. Um and then seasonally, we'll come up with a new menu uh, item here and there and put that on the menu to complement those tried and true favorites. I but see. they're usually only around for like three or four months. So Tim. people walk in and uh, people walk in. Uh, is it most people have one hot dog or people go two, sometimes three? Has there been anybody who's <laughs> been like, you know, dangerous and had multiples? It's funny you ask that. So on Wednesday nights, we actually have what we call the um, two minute challenge. And if you can eat three hot dogs in two minutes, you get a, a gift card uh, for a future meal, uh, trying to make competitive eating for everyone because, you know, the big famous. Uh, I'm sure, like Coney 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 Island competition, so three is accessible. But yeah, most people will get one with some sides, two if they're not getting sides. Uh, I do a lot of thinking with the food truck and booking and planning so I don't have food waste. And I find that that average works out to about one and a half hot dogs per person. So Fabulous. We're talking about Frank Shuary, the owner, the creator, Tim Tobish, is with us. All right, Tim, so we only have a minute or so left. You're now out at the airport. So for people who are flying out or waiting for somebody or you need to kill time, maybe you've got a layover, whatever it is, you are down Concourse B. Yeah, we're right next to gate B32, so we're not very far down. Just past, uh, there's a sports bar um, on the right side as you're walking down, and then we're the next stop past that gate. Um, and if you've seen the skeleton that you can stand in front of sure. at the airport, we're right next to that. Okay, I feel right like next that's to the landmark. skeleton. Yeah, sure, right next to the skeleton. Nice. Um, and uh, it's a great spot. We have limited seating, but there's plenty of seating around uh, the area, and we serve food quickly. So if you're in Terminal A or C by chance, you totally have time to come on over, say hello, check us out. We also have beer if you want beer at the airport. 
you know, sometimes those delays get long and uh, you could use a drink. So we're here for you. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Okay. So from Grove City College to Trinity Cathedral to Lawrenceville, now the airport. And the food truck. Very nice. Franctuary is the place to go for the quality hot dog in the city of Pittsburgh. Tim Tobish, thanks so much. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate the time. Our pleasure. Yeah, man. Who doesn't want a hot dog? Well, I want it now. Yeah, You guys have been talking about it. (laughs) We'll take a break. Come back. we got lots more ahead. Stick around. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, mm-hmm, phones, mm-hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. <laughs> Your weight is up. <laughs> You're one to talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting Dean just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big Lou! Big Lou can get term life insurance rates for a 50-year-old male with type 2 diabetes or high blood pressure, or maybe he's on anxiety meds, mm-hmm. for just around $200 a month for a million dollars of coverage. Oh, you got to say that again. Go ahead. Okay, I'll say it. Big Lou and term provider could get a 50-year-old man, a little dinged up, a million dollars in life insurance for around $200 a month. Call Big Lou. Big Lou. He's like you. 800-555-2085. That's 800-555-2085. Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. 85. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you'd need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Everything that we do in the office is to provide a comforting feel to you and your family. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We do value the time that you spend at our office, and we understand that you don't have hours and hours because lives are crazy nowadays. But we want to really make sure that the time you're spending with us is efficient and effective and works for you as an individual. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. You know, they say the best is yet to come. But to make that true for your retirement, you need a plan. We'll start by tuning in for Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10. Kurt and Ethan can help simplify the retirement planning process. No technical terms or calculations, no product pushing, just the information you need for retirement. Don't miss Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group every Saturday morning at 10 right here on 101.5 Word FM. How do you sleep at night? Sleep well? I sleep fine. Uninterrupted? No, I... You wake up. Listen, ever since I had a baby... You're up. I've never slept through the night. Mm -hmm. Would you ever consider sleeping with a robot? No! It's creepy. Okay, we saw this thing today. The Somonex sleep robot... Like being it's in the bed. Somnox. Somnox. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was like. It's not Somnox. It's totally Take different. Somnex. It's not, they're not connected. Wait, really? <laughs> it's just 
work that out right off the okay. bat. Okay, so you got a sleep robot. It's like being in bed with a baby Darth Vader. Okay. How weird is that? Okay, it's super I don't want weird. This. Okay, now listen. So it's an example of what they're calling soft robotics. Yeah. It's a kidney-shaped cushion, and it you... You like spoon with it, if you can picture this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it mirrors your breathing pattern and it helps you nod off. Uh-huh. Okay. It says that it it could be revolutionary in the field because most tech is hard edged and many overnight devices that you would wear maybe on your wrist or something merely track your sleep rather than promoting it. But this new thing calls itself a sleep companion. <sighs> yeah. It calls it, now I mentioned it was kidney shaped, but they said, possibly sentient cushion. What does that mean? What does that mean? Is it going to come alive? Like when the AI gets to a certain degree, it's mm-hmm, going to, mm-hmm. you know, have a life of its own? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It breathes softly in and out and plays calming noises. Really? I think it's creeptastic. Salmonix helps bring 100% safe sleep. It's not Con- Salmonix. There you go. See, take a little pill, you're, you're knocked out. Take Salmonix to night and sleep. Okay, it's the weight of a baby. It's comforting. It's cushioned with foam and soft thick fabric um you can, as a warm light it pulses in and out it has like a soft belly which gently expands and deflates <laughs> no 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 isn't that weird it's creeped out i, I mean no I, I i don't it's just sounds weird it sounds like the demon seed do you ever I, see that movie I yeah and i don't want this to yeah. i don't want to invite this into my home no. into my but, sleep life but if you're like you know i don't know uh, yeah I, see I, you're going to come up with a good take on it but there isn't nothing. one all right Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says the United States has no business in northern Syria. We have a situation where Turkey is taking land from Syria. Syria is not happy about it. Let them work it out. We shouldn't be over there. The president spoke during a press availability as he met at the White House with Italy's president. He says that bringing troops home from endless wars is what the American people want and that Senator Lindsey Graham's criticism does not mean much. Lindsey Graham would like to stay in the Middle East for the next thousand years with thousands of soldiers and fighting other people's wars. I want to get out of the Middle East. I think Lindsey should focus right now on judiciary. Senator Graham says he just doesn't want to see the reemergence of ISIS. On Wall Street, stocks finished in the red today. The Dow was down 23 points. The Nasdaq was off 25. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and again, the Prager Store has put together something new. They have compiled every male-female hour since 2010. We've had topics and calls about marriage, kids, dating, intimacy, fidelity, the truths about what a woman needs, what a man needs. Also includes every segment with my friend and relationship expert, Allison Armstrong. I've done this segment for years. Now you can listen to all of them dating back to 2010. These hours have literally saved marriages. I wish I could read to you all the emails I have received and what people tell me at every speech. The couple will come over with a smile and thank me for what the male-female hour has done for their marriage. 
or even gotten people to get married to begin with. For a limited time, the complete collection, 10 years of the male-female hour, 50% off, available on flash drives or as a download, go to PragerStore.com. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. I thought it was a great experience working with Nello. They were honest, understood what we were looking for. They really went above and beyond. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. How they spent time with us and got to know us on a personal level really meant a lot to us because they got to know us, not just our building, and that really came out in what they constructed for us. We took this old building that was pretty beat up, and to see it transformed into what it is today was truly an awesome experience. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry, that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. This is Brad Marshall, General Manager of Word FM. If you're a senior or associate pastor, we have a seat for you and your spouse at our annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon. Join us October 22nd at the Hilton Garden Inn at South Point and enjoy great food, warm fellowship, and a fantastic message from Unlimited Grace founder Brian Chappell. There's no charge. It's just our way of saying thank you for all you do. Reserve your complimentary tickets now at wordfm.com. Mostly cloudy tonight, windy and chilly with a passing shower. The low tonight, 41. Stay cloudy and windy for tomorrow. Quite cool with a shower at a few spots. High tomorrow, 51. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, but not as windy. Lows around 40, then a nicer looking day for Friday with sunshine and patchy clouds. High 56 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmon. We work with a guy who has a photographic memory. You show him something, you know, a piece of text, some copy, things like that. He can absorb it and commit it to memory almost instantaneously. And, I mean, it's just one of these God-given gifts. There's something about that. Right. It's amazing. It's also really annoying yeah, it is. because I envy it greatly. It's so cool. So I've been thinking about this, this guy, because there's this – we saw an article about um, you know all the different skill sets that people need nowadays. To work effectively, to maintain a job, and to, I don't know, be happy at work, but also to be particularly effective at work. Exactly. So there's a study by a Stanford psychology expert, and um, he says this, they say this, 
the number one work skill of the future that people don't possess now in this Internet age. But if you had it, you would certainly be able to move forward uh, much stronger. That, that skill set is focus. I want to read this to you. Um, this, I think, is interesting. The, work pl- the workplace is rapidly changing. And in the near future, there will be two kinds of people in the world. Those who let their attention and lives be controlled and coerced by others, that's familiar, and those who proudly call themselves indistractable. You put that on your resume. I am an indistractable. So what do you think that is? In this day of short attention spans where we live on Twitter with 160 characters or a Facebook post or whatnot, right, the Instagram photos, Most of us are just scrolling, and the deep dive into paying attention is quickly going by the wayside. You've seen the studies that say that we've actually rewired our brains Mm -hmm. by how we look at information online, that we read things in a very uh, shallow way. We do it quickly, and we skim. And if it takes too long, we just aren't going to do it because there's always something else waiting. And that's actually changing the pathways that our brain uses to make sense of information. So when it, and I notice this myself on a daily basis, when I go to read something or, okay, let me give you an example. This was a scary example that happened to me just last night at my house. So I had to, I had to document some purchases from many years ago for, for tax reasons. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing a deep dive. So I'm doing a deep dive into numbers. Mm. Now, let me tell you first off that okay. I don't like numbers. Yeah, I, I was never great in math. So that's challenging for me. But I, I sat down to do it and I realized that I couldn't focus enough to do it. Really? Okay. Now, this was last night, maybe 8 o'clock p.m. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd worked all day. We'd done the show. We'd done some planning for today's show. I drove home. I had to stop at the grocery store. I got home. I had to make dinner. After I'd made dinner, I sat down to do this and I couldn't get to the thing. It's I a- couldn't get to the task. I had to stand up. I had to like shake it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Walking around the dining room table. And I was like, okay. It's a full day. It's time to focus. But it took me, I had to really try to get to that focus point. And I thought, this is not good. There is way too much fragmentation in my life. Right. Well, that is the way that we are wired. Right. right? So you're saying indistractability. I was the... Opposite of that. I was the poster child for being distracted. So then how do you... Keep what you already have, right? Because our generation was not born into a hyper-distractible age like this generation is. So what you know you've already lost, you want to regain. You want to hold on to that. And you want to dig deeper to broaden that horizon so that you are not so distractible, especially, I believe, as you age. Okay, so you have to make yourself do it. That's what I had to realize last night is, you know, when I was walking around the dining room table, shaking it out like, okay, it's time to focus <laughs> here. The, the main thing I was battling, I have to be honest with you, was anger at yourself at the fact that I had to do it. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, okay. I, I so that, why, right, why right, do right. I have to do this? I don't want to do this. But I realized that my anger was coming from my cognitive inability to do it to focus. Yeah, that's fascinating. 
All right. So this is true. I mean, I, I believe this is true because my kids, I've got a, a 19 and a 21 year old. You know how like, when you look at articles now, um, this they never did this before, but I see this now. You see an article like in the Atlantic and it'll tell you how long it takes you to read the article. It's a seven minute article. It's a 14 minute article. Well, I know people who go, my kids will go, oh, and I'm doing that. Oh, that's way too long. I don't have 14 minutes to do that. Mm-hmm. I can't read that for nine minutes. What are you kidding me? Right. Meanwhile, you know, you're reading War and Peace or wh- whatever. Right. That's going to take you a long time. And, you know, you, you rose, raised your kids like I raised mine. They were deep readers. Right. Right. Always had a book before them until the phone came into focus. And then all of a sudden the book isn't nearly <sighs> as important because now you can read articles, you can read blog posts, you could play a game, right. you could look at your email. I mean, the... In this article that you cited, this is by uh, Nir Ayal, who's a contributor to CNBC. Um, He writes, here are some of the most common workplace distractions and how to hack them so you can be one step closer to indistractable. The first one is email. And you know what he says about it? it. Email is the curse of the modern worker. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right, because if you work in an office, you are consumed always oh by more and more and more and more. It's a it's a slow motion tidal wave, uh, full of molasses that it's hard to extract yourself from. You just can't. Secondly, he talks about smartphones, which have become indispensable, but is also are also a major source of potential distraction. This is what he says about your phone: Get rid of the apps that you no longer use. Or you rarely use. If you guys did that, would that make a difference on your phone? If you went through and looked at your apps and said, I don't use this, I don't use this, I don't use this. Well, if I don't use it, I'm not paying attention to it. Okay, but he's saying that you might still be getting a notification from it. And it's visually cluttering your home screen. That's why I always turn off notifications. I never get notifications. Really? Neither one of you get notifications? I, I I I get them from Twitter. I don't. But Facebook... I, I had to shut it off no, I get because no one, it was it's horrible. It's totally distracting. It's nonstop. Forget about it. Well, who needs a notification about you know some guy you know from high school talking about his new you know motorcycle? I okay. don't need to know that. He says consider right. getting rid of apps you love that are time sinkers. Right, I get that as well. I mean, I don't want to do that. It's like <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, number three, rearrange your apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've done that. No, you know, here's the deal. Just get rid of your phone and get yourself a flip phone. Oh, right. Get a flip phone. Oh, that's phone. not a realistic option. That's not. That would save you a lot that's of grief. Not, you know that would be that true. That is not a realistic right? option. To get rid of all that. Okay. We need it's to true. close this out, but let me bring up one other thing. Yeah. The Bill Gates documentary that we have talked about on the air. Loved it. Ten different times. It's called The Bill Gates Brain or yes. The Brain of Bill Gates. Bill, I think it's Bill Gates it's Brain. It's on Netflix. It is so worth your time. Listen, I was inspired by that man mm-hmm. in his ability to be indistractable. Yes. When he focuses on something, he is all in. Yeah. I looked at that and I thought, man, I have so much to learn. Plus him walking around with his little canvas tote bag filled with books. On quantum mechanics and poetry and how to be the best leader and how to learn Spanish. Right. All these different things. It's a deep dive. So it's an intentionality, right? Indistractable. That's a great phrase. 101.5 WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. And because we have come to Christ, who is the solid rock, the living stone, our lives stand upon solid ground. Are you building a life that lasts? Tune in next time 
for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint, tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10 percent off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. This is Kathy Emmons with Word FM. Did you know that persecuted believers are praying to receive their very own Bible? Nepo is a pastor in Africa attacked while preaching by extremists, and he's praying for Bibles for former Muslims now following Christ. Anna was forced into an arranged marriage to an abusive atheist in Europe, but her godly witness led him to Jesus. Emilio lost everything after his home was burned by witches in Latin America, and he's praying for a Bible to share Christ with them. Will you be the answer to these pleas for God's Word and see many others come to faith? $5 sends one Bible, $35 sends seven, $100 sends 20, and your gift will help us reach our goal of sending God's Word to 5,000 persecuted Christians. Become a Bible Center today, please, by calling 1-800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD, 1-800-YES-WORD. Or click the Bible League banner at wordfm.com. Once upon a time, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? Now, there's Salem Surround, delivering customers with targeted digital marketing. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We're happy to welcome Todd Allen back to the program. Dr. Allen is special assistant to the president and provost for diversity affairs at Messiah College. Back in 01, Todd Allen founded the Common Ground Project, a community-based nonprofit dedicated to promoting an understanding of the civil rights movement. And for the past 18 years, in partnership with the PNC Foundation, Dr. Allen has led the Returning to the Roots of Civil Rights Bus Tour, which is an educational tour and visits many of the key southern sites of the civil rights movement, which John and I would love to do Mm -hmm. someday. Uh, The tour was featured on an 06 documentary produced by WQED Pittsburgh. Uh, Todd Allen was a contributor to Black Scholars in White Space, New Vistas in African American Studies from the Christian Academy, and was also named to the Urban Heroes Class of 2015, sponsored by the Center for Urban Biblical Ministry. That is a lot, and we're happy to have him with us. Dr. Todd Allen, welcome back. Hi, good to be back with uh, both of you. Long time no talk to. How are you, Todd? Doing well, doing well. Excellent. Great. Hey, Todd, so we, we follow you on social media. We I mean, always not, in a creep, not in a creepy way. No, we're not, you know, creepers <laughs> on you. But, but you're always interesting. You're always very thoughtful. And, um, you know, the, uh, considering where we are with uh, 
uh, black-white relationships, uh, especially when you see what's happened, uh, playing video games while, while black, driving while black, walking down the street while black. That is a thing. And um, as a white man, I really, you know, I really don't know the depths of what that means because I'm not a black man. But you recently had yourself um, an experience, which is also odd. Uh, the the title would be banking while black. Please tell me that story. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes I just call it you know D A W B doing anything while black. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you just went through the the litany, you know I, I tell people that you know if I complained or if black people complained about every um, racial slight and injustice that happened to you in, in a given day, um, that would be all that you would do. Um, but every once in a while, um, you know I think it is important to shine a light uh, on discrimination uh, when you see it. And so, yeah, about a, a week or so ago, I was at a branch of, of a bank that I've been banking with for almost 20 years. I've been uh, banking at that local branch for about two and a half years now. And I went to make a deposit of a check. And uh, I've deposited checks for a long, long time, and I've deposited large checks for a long, long time. So I know the procedure. Uh, let's just uh, suffice it to say that I was not dealing with a, a, an amateur or rookie teller, um, but what I was put through uh, in trying to deposit a check, not take out money, but give them money, um, definitely uh, smacked of, you know, that uh, I guess what people like to call unconscious bias, but uh, again, what I just called very explicit racism. Uh, but it's not the kind of, you know, racism where I'm going to call you a call you out your name, uh, so to speak, but I'm going to take you through hoops that you don't normally have to, uh, uh, that people who don't look like you don't normally have to go through. And, um, you know, the check did eventually get itself deposited, but what was most interesting in that, in that moment, you know, sometimes people like to have this stereotypical image of the boogie, you know, boogeyman racist, right? Um, and, uh, you know, out here in central Pennsylvania, they try to tell me that they, you know, that a racist looks like a certain way. Well, let's just suffice it to say that the, the teller and actually tellers uh, who behaved towards me in a very racist way did not look like that stereotypical uh, racist. Uh, and the actual person, the only person in that bank who tried to come to my defense, uh, a fellow customer, uh, looked like the quote-unquote stereotypical, hmm. uh, you know, racist. And he was confused as could be. And he was actually trying to, he was taking out large sums of money. And he said at one point in the conversation, I didn't go through this to take out money. Why is he going through that to put in money? And, uh, and, and the teller who was serving him tried to silence him by saying, oh, oh that's different, that's different. And I said, to, uh, I said to, the, to the teller, I said, yeah, it's different, but not for the reasons that you think. Now, how that, how that um, I don't want to say resolved itself, because it's, it's, it's not over yet, but I did have a conversation with the, uh, with the branch manager, um, enlightening him to the, uh, to the situation and, and talking about what needs to happen uh, in terms of education and, uh, and treatment. Uh, not just of me, um, but of people that look like me. Uh, I will be paying a, a visit back to that bank uh, sometime soon um, to make sure they, they know me and uh, to see how that situation's handled. Uh, if they've not handled it properly, you know, then I did let him know I will go uh, another level uh, with that. So here we are, Todd, right? And people are listening right now going, wait a second, uh, this is 2019. We're not talking about, you know, Mississippi in 1946. We're talking about central Pennsylvania, you know, with everything that's moved forward, hopefully for the better. There is still, and you talk about this, right, very clearly, uh, this racism 
uh, just because of the color of your skin, how could a black man have that amount of money to deposit into a bank? Clearly, something has to be wrong. Oh, that was that was completely the questions that, uh, uh, you know, of course, they can't ask you that directly. But the way that they treat you, that's what's driving the narrative in their mind is, is this legitimate? Where did you get this? How did you get this? What did you what did you do? In fact, when I called back the next day uh, to speak to a manager, I, I could not get him because he was out. But I actually got the teller uh, who had waited on me. He didn't think I knew who he was. Oh. Uh, but I, I knew who he was, and so I took him through the, the narrative. And, and when I started in that, you know, one of the questions he actually asked me is, well, what do you do? And I said, that's not important. And then he says, well, what's your first name? And, you know, honestly, I swear, I, I am a very humble guy. But in that moment, I said, my first name is Doctor. Hmm. And he says, uh, well, what kind of doctor are you? I said, it doesn't matter. It just matters that I am one. Yes. You know, um, but, yeah, you know, some people think that, that racism uh, is a thing of the past uh, and that somehow it mysteriously died out. Uh, but racism and the myths of race uh, continue to be taught new and fresh to, to, to every generation. And some people also think that racism is a, is a regional thing, as though it were down south. Uh, but I'm a living witness that it's down south and it's up south in places like Pennsylvania. So as a follower of Jesus... Does yeah. this make any difference to you in how the conversation is framed, or is racism in any form just racism? Well, you know, I think racism in any form uh, is uh, is racism. It uh, for me as a believer, it definitely stings all the more, particularly when I see believers practice it. There's a great book out uh, now by a, a young scholar by the name of Jamar Tisby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's titled The Color of Compromise, and it looks at the ways historically in these United States that the church, particularly the white church, was complicit uh, with, with racism, whether you go back to, uh, to slavery, uh, to Jim Crow, or even some of the, the silence that we see uh, you know, in the midst of uh, tragedies that are still taking place. Um, so for me as a believer, it, it, it definitely has an extra sting when, when that um, bigotry uh, that is targeted at me comes from uh, so-called believers. But I also uh, know that there is uh, power uh, in the Word uh, of God and that it is powerful to reconcile us across uh, the racism that exists. Dr. Todd Allen is with us, Special Assistant to the President and Provost for Diversity Affairs at Messiah College. Todd, let's go back to the bank uh, situation that you talked about on Facebook, and you just took because it's so good. We want to stay in it longer, right? Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be calm. And I know. I know. I just keep, they keep trying to get me out, but they just keep pulling me back. Okay, here's I, this is probably impossible for you to know, but I wonder if you have a feeling about it. I wonder if the people, the teller whoever, the bank manager, whoever was involved in that transaction, did they were they doing it consciously? Were they looking at you and saying, that's a black man, he couldn't possibly have this much money to deposit? Or do you think that they were, it was so ingrained, ingrained that it was just something that was subconscious? You know, I, I'm not in their head, and so I can't get at whether they did it uh, consciously uh, and intentionally, you know, we would call that uh, explicit bias, or if they did it unintentionally, that's a story they heard, and we call that implicit bias. What I'm concerned about is that they did it, uh, and that they need to be made aware that, that I know they did it, uh, and that they need to be made aware that that is not appropriate. 
Um, and so that's that's really kind of you know where I where I focused my energies. It wasn't so matter much a matter of me of why they did it. Uh, it's the fact that they yeah. did. Yeah, you know, and maybe it's because you're black and I'm white. I'm cons- mm-hmm. I, the the uh, the latter question is important to me because I think it it right. speaks to me. Is that right. so? It, is it how much of my bias is impl- I, I hope none of my bias is explicit, but I don't trust myself to say that none of it's implicit. Well, you know, when it comes to the to the issue of bias, you know, bias is not something that bad people have. We've got to get away from that narrative. Bias is something that people have. Those biases can be good. Those biases can be negative. Um, it's what we do uh, with the bias that makes uh, makes them positive or or negative. Right. Okay. So, Todd, I remember years ago, uh, the morning after Barack Obama was elected president of the United States, and uh, talking heads on radio and television, and I heard this phrase. People were saying, we have now entered into an era of post-racial America. Post-racial. Now, I mean, you know, I mean, the rise of uh, social media, and uh, along with that, the tendrils of uh, white supremacy, we are far from post-racial America. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'm sure you could speak well to this. Uh, I, I would say race relations in many areas of this country, in many people's hearts and minds, are as bad as they've ever been. Well, let me, let me be clear. You know, going back to that, that, that moment, uh, it, it seems when we look at the current situation that that was uh, an, an eternity ago. Uh, but it was not that long ago. Uh, and it did signal a step uh, in, the, in the right direction, but it did not signal that we have arrived, you know, that we, had, that we have overcome. Um, you know, post-racialism to me is just that. It's a myth. The goal is not to be post-racial, um, but the goal is uh, how about we get to be post-racist? You know, there's a great book out now by Ibram Kendi, um, talking about the difference between um, being racist and not racist versus being anti-racist, uh, and and that's that's the direction that we need to be heading as a as a country. I mean, you know, again, this this idea of race, and this is what's going to be so great with this this conference. Uh, we're going to look at how this myth of race came to be, and and what are the ways, even in the church, that we have um, bought into a myth into a lie. Of race, and rather than using the diversity amongst us to unite us, uh, it, fur- it further serves as a way to uh, to divide us. But you know, before we can get to the the good feelings and the happiness of reconciliation, we've got to deal with what uh, the problems are. We've got to deal with the pain that those problems cause. We've got to deal with the lament. Uh, you know, people sometimes want to just rush real quickly to reconciliation, and I think that's where some of the post-racial rhetoric comes from is we want to get to the happy ending right uh, but before we can get there we've got to deal with uh, with with the, with the pain and with the division and with the disunity the conference todd's talking about is october 25th and 26th at eastminster presbyterian church it's called race culture and the kingdom of god todd's going to focus attention on the historical aspect of racism and ethnic tensions in the u.s and then on saturday morning he's going to welcome now help me with this name Yathis Johnson? Yes, huh? Yep. Nice. Yathis Johnson, an urban strategist from New York City, who's going to lead a discussion on how we can move toward peace and reconciliation. And the conference is going to end with a bang, a panel discussion that ties the weekend together while looking at local and regional implications, featuring panelists from all around Pittsburgh already engaged in this work. We need to step away for just a few minutes. Todd Allen's going to stick around as well. We're going to continue the conversation talking about race, culture, and the kingdom of God with Dr. Todd Allen. Stay with us.
Across America, it's snoring season. Right now, 90 million Americans make this sound every night. Snoring can be caused by breathing through your mouth when you sleep. If you have a blocked or narrow nose, then you're more likely to open your mouth to breathe, causing snoring. Thankfully, there's Mute, an ingenious Australian invention that could quiet the snoring season once and for all. Mute is a comfortable nasal breathing device that sits inside the nose, supporting your airway and keeping it open while you sleep. You'll breathe more easily through your nose and snore less. In fact, in trials, 75% of couples reported a reduction in snoring when using Mute, allowing them both a better night's sleep. Put snoring season to bed, America. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid and other fine stores. For more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining nationally syndicated media hosts Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher, along with Word FM, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just visit our website for more details and registration information at wordfm.com slash Israel. That's w-o-r-d-f-m dot com slash Israel. What are you doing to enhance your marriage? take that initiative just to get away and to spend time with each other. Family Life's Weekend to Remember. Our life was so out of whack. We said, this is crazy. I thought everything was fine, you know. The Weekend to Remember is coming to the Pittsburgh Marriott North, November 1st and 8th. Everyone needs a little bit of guidance. Register now and say big. Use promo code WEEKEND at theweekendtoremember.com. Ooh, we ought to go check this out. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. It's Susan Wallet. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, save $150 off windows and $500 off doors, or 48 months no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. Call 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. Mostly cloudy tonight, windy and chilly with a passing shower. The low tonight, 41. We'll stay cloudy and windy for tomorrow. Quite cool with a shower in a few spots. High tomorrow, 51. Mainly cloudy tomorrow night, but not as windy. Lows around 40, then a nicer looking day for Friday with sunshine and patchy clouds. High 56 degrees. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle. Dr. Todd Allen is with us from Messiah College. Dr. Allen is in town October 25th and 26th, an event sponsored by Geneva College. But it, uh, the event is being held at Eastminster Presbyterian Church in East Liberty called Church, Race, Culture, and the Kingdom of God. Geneva College is sponsoring that. You can check out Geneva's website or Eastminster Pres in East Liberty. Todd, you mentioned the uh, election of Barack Obama in our last segment. 
And uh, when we went off the air, I started thinking about, you know, presidential politics and race. And and let me tell you two things. You know, I can think of off the top of my head at least 20 white people I know who voted for Barack Obama because it was important to them to indicate that they were not racist. Okay. Mm -hmm. I also know about that same number of white people who voted for Donald Trump because they were tired of people telling them that they were racist. So how do you respond to that? Well, you know, uh, again, you know, having this conversation uh, about race, uh, which is why this conference is so important, um, is so critical. Uh, You know, it's one of these subjects, uh, you combine now politics with that, that we don't talk about in polite company. And we wonder why we then have such difficulty dealing with these issues, because we don't talk about them. you know, I'm I'm not one to throw around uh, the label racist um, lightly, um, but I think it is important as a country that we look at, uh, you know, the connection between policies and the racial implication of those policies, and then the ideas and ideology uh, behind that. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I have talked with people uh, who supported uh, the current administration uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, the only thing that I ask when I have those conversations is that you be open to understanding. I I, I get if you've got a certain position about uh, about uh, the abortion issue. I get if you've got a certain position about about taxes. But I also need you to get uh, what this person is saying about race and the impact, particularly the harmful impact that has. And so, if you turn a blind eye to that. It does not really matter to me much who you voted for, at least who you say you voted for four years ago, right? You know what's interesting to me, Todd, is that the rise of social media, police body cams, the iPhone, in many ways, these have become the truth tellers of the day. And this is not a hashtag fake news thing because it's hard to refute a police body cam or someone's iPhone video of what's actually happening. I, I hate to chuckle. Um, uh, it is hard to refute, yet we still manage to do that. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, the, the other thing is, yeah, we do have footage. We do have, you know, the whole body cams and all of that. But guess what? We had lynching fo- uh, photographs. Right. People yeah. still said that folks, yeah, folks died at the hands of persons unknown. It's not a matter of not knowing. It's a matter of not caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Todd, talk about, um, I mean, what don't we know about our history? I mean, is it is it is the point that we don't know our history and if we did know it, our hearts would be changed? Or is it the fact that we really do know it, but we don't care? Uh, You know, I think I think it's I think it's a little of both. I mean, there are folks who genuinely do not know the truth of our past. And when I say the truth of our past, that means the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, Brian Stevenson talks about how as a nation, we do celebration well. Uh, we do commemoration well. We do victory well. We don't do apology well. Mm-hmm. We don't do embarrassment well. We don't do pain and trauma well uh, as a nation. And so if we're going to have these honest dialogues about race, we've got to be honest all the way at the beginning uh, up to the present present moment. Yeah. Um, those who, who do know and, and don't do any better, you know, again, I 
best I can do uh, is, is is put the information before someone. It was kind of like the gospel. You know, mm-hmm. I can put it before you. I can't make you uh, accept it. My um, Todd, my wife runs a um, a custom framing business. You know, people are framing artwork and things like that, and they come into her shop and they'll you know they'll, they'll frame their photographs or their their pieces of um, things that they hold dear. A few years ago, a guy came in. And uh, he had these gigantic photographs. I mean, I'm, they were they were big, you know, like three feet by three feet. And he said to my wife, "I want to put uh, the prettiest frames I, I can possibly afford around these photos." And he pulled these photos from these from this bag, and they were black and white images of lynchings. Wow! And my wife, I mean, she gasped. Now. You don't see these images of lynching in history books. You don't see them as part of mainstream America. Uh, so long story short, this this guy who came in has become a friend because what he's done locally here, he started in an old uh, elementary school that he bought. He started a lynching museum. And when you walk into these rooms, it's one inc- incredibly brutal, heinous image after another. And he's invited people in free of charge to just come and take a look. And he's done this thing where, you know, like I said, he spent considerable amount of money to have these gilded frames. It's this his statement of, the, you know, yeah. the beauty and the horror together. And quite honestly, it's this really weird, um, shocking dichotomy of, you know, guild with the horror of mass murder and black men brutalized hanging from trees. Right, you know, I, I think I think it I think it tells the story of uh, of uh, of, uh, of our nation. Um, the historian Vincent Harding uh, used to often say that you know we are citizens of a country that does not yet exist, uh, mm-hmm. but that it must exist, yeah. and so we're living with this tension that we have these principles that we espouse: freedom, justice, and equality, uh, but we've not always applied those uh, to every everyone of our citizens. I think a similar thing happens, you know, when people travel with me on these. Uh, on these civil rights tours, um, their eyes are opened uh, to a history that um, some thought they knew, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like the power of being in, in those places, right? And I right. think that's what the gentleman does with those photos is he, he's literally taking you back to the site uh, where this tragedy uh, happened and making you wrestle with it, look on it, deal with it. Right. Again, you know, we don't always want to do that. Uh, we want to just jump straight to the, it was bad then. It's better now, right. or it's over. Let's all love one another. Right. I mean, and, you know, as we're having this conversation, and I know this has to be true, that people are driving home right now or wherever they are listening to this conversation on the radio, uh, a certain percentage of people are pissed. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. They hear yeah. this and they oh, go, yeah. Yeah. come on, man. You know, uh, the, the black problem in America is the problem of blacks. You know, they brought this <laughs> upon themselves, right? You, yeah. you, you yeah. do hear this. Or you hear people go, oh, yeah. well, uh, you, you want to talk about reparations? Seriously? I'm going to pay money for something that, you know, my great, 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 great grandfather may have been part of. And now I'm going to open my wallet and pay somebody off who is not part of this right. at all. Right. Again, you know, the thing, the thing I've learned in, in, these, in these conversations is to have uh, great uh, humility. Um, I don't have the power uh, to change anybody's mind. I don't have the power uh, to change anybody's heart. But I do have a responsibility uh, to tell the truth and to tell that truth uh, in a spirit uh, in a spirit of love. You know, anybody who um, you know takes an alternative approach and thinks, uh, in fact, that I'm the problem or I'm the racist, uh, you know, I don't think really understands. Again, honestly, wants to understand. 
um, the history uh, of race uh, in this country, both then and now. Todd, last question for you. Um, What would help? What would help? What would help to do what? Well, what would, I mean, there's a vast chasm between you and us. And hopefully we've tried over the years to bridge that with friendship and both and all three of us with humility and, you know, continuing to strive for good conversations that are honest. But I think the question probably, you know, John said there's a segment of people who are hacked off listening to this. There are also a segment of people who are asking, okay, so what do I do? What would help? Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Well, I think I think one of the things uh, that helps is if we get out of this mentality of you and us or us and them, whoever the us and them might be. Um, I mean, it may sound cliche-ish, but, uh, you know, when 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 Jesus was asked to identify what is the greatest commandment, you know, love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm so glad that we're called to love uh, our neighbors, not like them, because sometimes your neighbors do things you don't like. But as seeing others not as an other, but as persons made in the image of God, how can you say that you love God and yet you do not love your neighbor because the tongue they speak is a little different than yours? Their skin color is a little different than yours. Right? I mean, it, it, it really is getting back to, uh, to the basics, but sometimes we have a way in life of making the complex simple and the simple complex. Amen to that. Todd, thanks for being with us. Uh, enjoy oh, the time here. You. With you. Yeah, it's good yeah, stuff. Always great to talk to you. Thank you. October twenty fifth and twenty sixth, Geneva College presents Race, Culture, and the Kingdom of God. It's held at East uh, Eastminster Presbyterian Church in East Liberty. Look online at Geneva College Geneva edu for more information and to register for this uh, event. Race, Culture, and the Kingdom of God, Eastminster Presbyterian Church, the twenty fifth, twenty sixth of October. Take a break. Come back. Oh, we got more ahead. Stick around. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here at Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Suppose you knew in the yard of the house that you purchased, there is a valuable treasure hidden. And when you got the house, you got the treasure. Would you look for it? Of course you would. I would. Boy, won't it be a great day when God's people seek wisdom like they seek wealth? Discover God's way to health, wealth, and wisdom as we study the book of Proverbs with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? 
Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Nello is very easy to work with. Impact Christian Church on building ministry with Nello Construction. We had become aware of several churches that are using their building during the week as a community center, and we wanted to go that direction. They were able to grasp that, make suggestions that helped us along the way, and they were conscious of our financial constraints and were really good at helping us to see ways that we could do that within our budget but within the space that we were developing. Got a vision? Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. You know, you think most pro athletes, right? Uh, they come in from, you know, especially like a, a baseball player, spending years in the minor leagues, driving, you know, riding the bus, having a little bit of a stipend. And then for a tiny, tiny percentage of the, those athletes, they ascend to the show and all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, can you imagine the, the financial windfall you get going from the minors to the major leagues right i mean oh my god I, mean, I think the major the uh the the minimum contract for a major league ball player is somewhere around eight hundred thousand dollars per year i think it's 750 in the okay. nfl so somewhere okay so you go from like you know making a buck 80 an hour to minimum seven fifty eight hundred thousand dollars a year and then if you if you're fortunate enough to stick around for a year or two or three then it's gigantic. here comes the contract here comes so whether it's five million ten million a hundred million two hundred or whatever million. garrett cole's going to get at the end of the season exactly all right as so yet unspecified we're all sort of used to seeing you know uh mansions and maseratis and porsches and these guys who just live in the high life it is the rare spendthrift in professional sports who exist. But we saw something today. The uh, Jaguars quarterback, a guy by the name of Gardner Minshew. Is who, he the first string? Was he their first string quarterback? Uh, apparently he is. Okay. Because they got rid of what's his name? Why can't I think of what his name is? I don't know. His name, his alliterated name. The Jaguars quarterback. He is known for not spending any money. What? Gardner Minshew. Now, his mom was interviewed by the Wall Street Journal because the word got out that this guy was, you know... Blake Bortles, that's who they got. Okay. So the the word got out that Gardner Minshew was tight, was very careful with his money. His mother told the Wall Street Journal that her son still drives the car that she got him when he graduated from high school. Wait a minute. She's still driving that car? No, no. He He is. He is. He is 25 years old. He is a major quarterback in the National Football League, and he's driving a gift. It was a used car when he graduated from high school, and he's been driving that for the last almost nine years. Okay, first of all, that is awesome. Second of all, let me say he's the third-string quarterback for the Jaguars. Third, okay, well, right. because Nick Foles is there, but I believe, didn't right. Nick Foles get hurt? 
I believe so. I think I he did. Know. And Josh Dobbs went there. Yeah, you're right. Because we traded him there, which is sad. Right? We traded him right before we needed him. Okay. Gardner Minshew is uh, third string. He got a $200,000 signing bonus. He chose to play it safe. He did not sign a lease right away. He would not get an apartment until he saw his name on the roster, his mother said. In the NFL, just because you're drafted doesn't guarantee you'll make the 53-person roster. So not all draft picks are created equal. So he was very careful. He has since earned that spot as this backup quarterback, and he is being very careful. His base salary for last year and this year is $500,000. And he's still... Driving, what is it? A used Acura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was leery about going out to buy things like pots and pans and towels for his apartment. And instead, he preferred to shop secondhand. Now, that's a God guy. God bless him. Now, here's the thing, though. He he's must do have, he, he is going to do great, but he must not have any social standing with people in the NFL. Because you know how, like, people who are living a whole different economic in an ec- different economic strata than him they're not going to have any commonalities yeah but look at the guy who was the third string quarterback for the steelers who won right, the Josh game. Dobbs or no the guy the duck yeah what's he making same thing 495 so for a lot of, I mean, could you imagine one year you're going to make four five hundred thousand dollars? That sounds pretty nice, doesn't it? You, you listen, were, if the three of us split it, I'd still be good with you're it. You're going to buy a house, you know, and and you could pay it off. You could pay cash for it. Right. And then you're basically set, right? So no matter what you do, you've got a home base. I have to be honest. I would buy the pots and pans. I just want to say it. I would buy the new pots, pots and, and pans. Yes. Not charge them. Pay cash. No, I would pay cash for the new pots and pans. Yeah. Is the first thing you get? N- no. What's the first thing I would get? No, no, don't go crazy, Kat. No, no, listen. I'm trying to be honest what with you. What? Just I'm not, I'm don't not go going crazy. hog wild, but I think... What if you broke your leg? You're done. I think... Then you're going to be working at sheets. You know what I'd like? Hmm. I like a nice... Nothing fancy. I like a nice set of silverware. Silverware? A nice really? set. Really? It doesn't have to be big dollars, but I don't want it to be something I bought at Walmart either. Silverware, I think really? I'd like a nice set of silverware. My wife's always going, where's all the spoons? Whatever happened to our spoons? You know what you should, you know what she should do? And mm. I, I can't believe she hasn't done this all the years I spent at the Regent Square Yard Sale with her. I buy all my spoons at the Regent Square oh, Yard really, Sale. Oh, really? People have spoons really? all over the place. She's always going, are we throwing spoons away? No, no, no. What are kids I, I want to help spoons? her to find spoons. All right. I probably have a good... 35 spoons. Really? Okay, so if you were playing third string quarterback in the NFL, you could buy the Regent Square yard sale. Seriously, you could that just, would go be very and just go and buy it. No, if you signed a contract, what would be the thing that I would want? Just to start out. Like if you're thinking the thing that's just going to make you feel okay. You know what I I'm, like? Three, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go super splurge. Three really nice suits. Three suits? Mm-hmm. Three of them. Three of them. I think that's a nice choice. Yeah. Because you want to present yourself well. Yeah. You're going to have to go on many, quote unquote, job interviews. Sure. Right? You're going to have to present yourself as a professional, even though you are an athlete. You got one, and then you worry about messing it up. Two, okay. But three, you're deep now. Right? Mike, you, a lot what are of you confidence. Getting? Three nice suits. I give to the Tim Tebow Foundation. Oh, listen to you being all you like so better. Than Mike, we're talking spice. about you buying something. <laughs> Righteous. All of a sudden, he's like altruistic. Get out of here. <laughs> nothing. You got nothing. Tim Tebow. No, I'd probably Foundation, buy a boat. You freak. Buy oh, a boat. There we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Now the real Mike. And then I'm getting there myself a truck to pull it. Oh, okay, a no, truck yeah. and a boat. And then yeah. no, forget listen, it. Listen, yeah. my silverware is sounding better and better. <laughs> it sure does. Okay, you guys were all saying I was frou frou, and now I'm like the yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat and the truck truly is the road to hell.
<laughs> Seriously, it is. You know it is. It started with the Tim Tebow Foundation. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to word listeners everywhere. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Now you can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, MyPillow is bringing back their popular BOGO offer for all MyPillows. That's right. Buy one MyPillow, get another absolutely free. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. It's MyPillow's way of saying thank you for all your support. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for all MyPillows. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great radio specials. That's 800-391-0954 or MyPillow.com. Promo code WORD. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts, it's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma. Here's to progress. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. PittsburghChristianSchools.net will help you locate true educational partners in Allegheny, Beaver, Butler, and Washington counties. PittsburghChristianSchools.net. My mother has my mother left in me. How much of my love will be insane to some degree? And what about this? That's John Mayer. It's his birthday today. I love the song so much. You know the song? Uh, I do. I've heard this song. I don't. I wouldn't say I know the song. It's called I'm In the Blood. Familiar with it? Fabulous story about a family. Uh, John Mayer. How old do you think he is today? 
Uh, you know, John Mayer's been around for a couple of decades, it feels like. I would say John Mayer's uh, 39. 42. 42. Yes, he is. Wow. I have complicated feelings about John Mayer. As well you should, because he's a complicated man, is he's he He's a terrific guitar player. He's a terrific singer. He's a great songwriter. Um, he has treated women so unbelievably poorly that it's hard for me to get behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but right, right. so it's but you know that that's the case with how many rock musicians, how right. many jazz musicians. I mean, it's rampant. And Humans this, you know, are hashtag horrible people. Me so. too. Age right. right? All those yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all those mistreatments are categorized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's his birthday, right. so I salute him. So on Facebook, I'm going to say happy birthday, John Mayer. Uh, it's also Angela Lansbury's birthday. Oh my gosh, Angela Lansbury. All I know from her is really murder. She wrote. Oh. <laughs> Poo on that. Just murder she wrote. I mean, that's fine. You know, you're an Angela Lansbury fan. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Listen, she's one of the greats. Is she? She is one of the behemoths, especially in Oh, cinema. Manchurian Candidate. Oh, that's, I mean, how old, uh, Angela, I bet you she's 90. 94. Whoa. She, I mean, she continues to work to this day. If you go back and look at like IMDb and see Angela, the body of work, I mean, from a young age, I bet you, you know, she was probably 17, 18 years of age on film. She's one of the greats. Highly recommended. Well, then, three cheers for Angela. Oh, yeah. Please do. Yeah. Tell her happy for, uh, birthday on Facebook. Uh, 94. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, exactly. She, I bet she likes it. You know, the happy birthday on Facebook. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.